<laughs> What's going on, gang? It's your boy Phantom Fuego, P H A N T M P H U E G O. And you are tuned into the news, views, previews, and reviews with just a twist of his ghetto point of view. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, how are you guys doing? How was your week? How's everything going? Hope you guys had an amazing, amazing week so far, despite everything, despite the craziness, despite the madness. Or oh, if your week is going amazing, you hit the lottery, you hit the jackpot, you hit some scratch-offs, you got that date with that girl that you always wanted, or you got that, you got axed out by that, that gentleman that you, you are, you are priming yourself and putting yourself in position to get to. I'm glad everybody had an amazing week. My week was dope, man. You know, I'm looking at this uh, beautiful snowfall right now. You know, it's a, it's it's good times going on. It's you know, some people could say, "How could you say it's good times?" It's it's so much craziness going on in the country, so much craziness going on in the world. Because if I don't say it's good times, who will? Hmm. Wow. Right. Boom. Just blew your head open. I mean, think about it. There's always wars. There's always people suffering. There's always all of that going on. But if you don't say it's good times in spite of those things, you could lose sight of the fact that through all of that, there are amazing things going on in people's lives on a daily basis. Some people are really winning during these times, and it's because they set themselves up to be the winners. Some people are really suffering during these times. Some people are falling apart during these times. And as much as we don't want to deal with it, sometimes we got to have a bit more self-reflection and be a little more introspective. And what do I mean by that? Could it, could it be said that some of the issues that people are dealing with, not all, absolutely not all, there are very much circumstances that are out of people's hands and out of people's control. But can it be said that Many of the things people deal with are within their control, especially when they become adults. Now, you're talking about children, fine. You're talking about uneducated people that, you know, are for being forcefully, purposefully kept in the dark, fine. But once you start knowing things, once you start having a certain understanding of stuff, if you are continuing to operate a particular way, I mean, couldn't it be said that you are being willfully ignorant and, you know, whatever you deal with or whatever you suffer is your own fault? And even as you get conscious, you know, and you start moving in the right direction, you're going to go through some hard fucking times. You're going to go through some pain because now you're being you're going to be put to the test about what you think, you know. So, you know, that path will open up to you, but not without whew, not without some 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 scars and some 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 bleeding, you know what I'm saying? So be prepared to 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 have some scars and some battles, some bumps and some bruises. Be prepared to develop some calluses. You know what I'm saying? Be prepared to build up some muscles. Because that's the only way to win. And if you are prepared to develop your muscles and, you know, build up some callus, build up some strong bones, build up some mental fortitude, build up some resolve, build up some discipline. You know, build up some work ethic, build up some momentum, you know. If you are prepared to do whatever work is necessary, whatever study is necessary, whatever energy 
and sacrifice are required. If you you really willing to do those things, then even in a even in a rainstorm, you can have a beautiful day. Even in a world where everything is on fire, you can stay in calm because you've been ready. And if you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. Just saying. A lot of this stuff people going through right now is because they wasn't ready. And you could be like, damn, that's harsh. That's harsh fandom. That's that's messed up to say that. That's fucked up. But think about it. Just be honest. Since we little kids, they tell us stories about, yo, you know, you got the ant. And I forgot the other character that was in it. Was it the ant and the mouse or something? And you got the ant that just kept scrounging away for winter. And the, whatever the other character was, I believe it was a mouse. It just was out partying, having a good time. Ah, ah, ah. And when wintertime came and shit got slow, everything got quiet, you know, business not moving, things not moving and bustling, people not, you know, out and about, you know, energy's not being generated, commerce not being generated. So people ain't exchanging goods and services as much as they was. Now, now it's slow out here in these streets. Now the mouse is scrambling, scrambling. What, what do I do? What do I do? Where do I go? And... The ants is like, yo, we've been telling you the whole time it was good out here. The whole time it was nice. Yo, it don't stay good. It don't stay nice. It don't stay smooth. But just, just take a little bit. Take a little nugget. Put a little nugget away each time you out here eating. You know what I'm saying? You getting a whole piece of bread every week because it's good out here. Put it, put, put half a piece of bread away. Put a quarter piece of bread away. Just just put, God damn it, just put, put some crumbs away out that bread. Put... Put away the goddamn, what you call it, the the crust. At least put the crust away. But you got people out here that won't even put the crust away. And then they'll be like, yo, it's hard to save. You can't save money unless you got money and all this. Ah, ah, ah. But that don't stop them from drinking. That don't stop them from having a good time, enjoying themselves. And you'd be like, oh, what about the people that don't drink? Do they do they cook their own meals or do they eat out all the time? Do they eat Chinese food all the time? Are they at McDonald's all the time? Are they at the Spanish restaurant all the time? Are they at the Japanese restaurant all the time? Are they at the ramen spot all the time? Are they at Subway all the time? Oh, so people not supposed to enjoy their life? Of course you are supposed to enjoy life. Life is meant to be lived to its fullest degree without question. But if you're not balancing that, Without with with some plan of tomorrow, especially as you become a many. And what do I mean by that? Especially as you get a wife or you get a husband, you get a significant other of any sort. You get a you you have a child. You adopt a child. You marry into a family with kids. As long as soon as you start to expand out in that regard, as you take responsibilities for other things, you open up a business. That's your baby. You working on projects. Those are your babies. They all need financial. Stability, financial support to grow and flourish and thrive. And um, when you're not doing those things, you suffer because you deserve it. Even myself, I got to put myself in this category sometimes and be like, damn, there are really some times in my life when I suffered because I deserve it. There are really times in my life when I suffered because I deserved it. Now I'm not talking about when I was a child. That's different. You don't know. You don't know. 
And as a young person coming up, you don't know, you don't know. And I'm still a young person today and I'm just learning these things. But there are truly times when I suffered because I deserved to suffer because I made a, a consciously bad decision. And I could say that now looking back at it, saying, damn, I made a bad decision there. And, you know, I could argue whether I was conscious of the how the decision would turn play out. But, you know, sometimes we refuse to take the 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 wisdom of people that's older than us because we don't we don't we don't respect where they at in life. You know what I'm saying? We don't respect what they've accumulated. We don't respect what they've amassed. We don't respect what they've done. So they may have some game for us that's really, really impactful and important. But if we don't respect where they are, they could be a bum, a homeless person on the street. You know what I'm saying? They could have lost everything in the stock market. Whatever they, wherever they at in life, we'd be like, ah, that person don't know what they talking about. And we do it so nonchalantly. But you don't know where you meeting somebody is not, maybe not where they was at. You might meet a bum on the street who used to own a Fortune 500 company. You might meet a homeless person who used to have a mansion. You might meet somebody dressed bummy who literally is the heir to a huge family fortune and is just strung out on drugs or, you know, just living an aloof life, just being a vagabond in the streets. You really never know. So sometimes we are suffering from things because we chose to suffer from them. And we can make the same decisions to unsuffer. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it takes a hell of a lot of work. It takes discipline. It takes mental fortitude, you know, fasting, meditation, you know, uh, concentrated thought, concentrated effort, consistent effort, um, having good days, having bad days, having sick days, having feeling really good days, you know, um, relapsing. Making mistakes, falling down and getting back up a thousand times. It take all that. But that's the journey that'll get you where you need to go. That's the journey that'll get you where you need to be. And on the other side of that journey is a more prepared, a more disciplined, a more resolved, a stronger, a wiser, a better version of you with the resources and the skills that you need to survive in any type of situation you good in any weather as they say we we out here in this fan we trying to be good in any weather ain't you trying to be good in any weather i'm trying to be good in any weather like no matter what the season is you could make money your family protected you safe they safe everybody around you good friends good acquaintances good you are you you traveling in good circles you being successful whether the stock market is up or down, whether housing bubbles is up or down, whether schools is good or not, you're good. Whether the whether there's food shortages in this country or that country, you're good because you done made yourself whole, complete, and prepared. And as long as you keep yourself whole, complete, prepared, and up to date, you you you're not stoppable. There's nothing that anyone can do that can get in your way or get in your path. You know what I'm saying? So just grind up and always be ready and stay ready so you ain't got to get ready and keep your head 
abreast of everything going on around you because if you wasn't getting ready, oh, you better be getting ready now. If you wasn't getting ready and now don't show you that, damn, staying prepared is really the wave, then I don't know what to tell you. Don't know what to say to you. I don't know what to tell you. Staying prepared is the wave. Staying prepared is so important. It's so key. It's so vital. Look at what's going on out here. Like, there was times you couldn't get toilet paper. Like, imagine if your house didn't have toilet paper. Imagine if your house, if you ran out, if the lights went out and you ain't have no candles or no flashlights or none of them LED lights. Imagine if the banks shut down electricity, there's a blackout, so you can't get no money out the ATM and you ain't keep a little cash to the side just so you could run to the store real quick and grab up some things or, you know what I mean? Imagine if you're not, you're not keeping your keeping your hand skills sharp and you're not you know practicing self defense as much as you can get it into your schedule, so you can at least you know know some things to keep yourself safe or be able to fend somebody off or you know be able to direct people's attention to you and get the help and assistance you need to your side or to your fam side. Like I'm like just imagine a world where you're not preparing and planning for those things because so many people aren't and so many people are leaving themselves. open for whatever could happen. And some people be like, what you talking about, man? All that uh, conspiracy theory, all that prepping, all that uh, uh, time for the men. I'm just living life, man. You know what I'm saying, bro? This shit happened, shit happened, bro. You know what I'm saying? They don't, don't nobody want to see me. Uh, uh, why are you saying that? It's really people out here preparing for whatever type of scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like the greatest, the greatest war generals in the world prepare for whatever scenario. They they hope for good times and they're 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 happy when there's good times, but then when there's bad times, they're prepared because they've they've stayed preparing. You know what I'm saying? And some people be like, oh well, if you always thinking something bad gonna happen, something bad gonna happen. And it, you know, there's definitely something to be said about oh, thinking things into existence and bringing things into your reality. That's a whole fact, but there's also something to be said for. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And failing to plan is planning to fail. And if I'm always prepared, no one can take me by surprise. You know what I'm saying? So it's a balancing act. There's, both of those things have to be taken into account. Both of those things have to be taken into consideration when you are living your day-to-day life, when you're planning for things, when you're advancing different objectives or different initiatives in your life or in your community or in your family in your in your local world or in the in the in the greater scope of you know us as a, a, a overall collective when you are pushing particular plans or particular strategies or particular movements particular energy waves particular you know what i mean you growing particular trees you see, you got certain seeds in the ground that you bubbling up, certain things you trying to make manifest. You got to stay ready. You got to stay grinding on it. Anybody on that path already knows that. But for those that's not paying attention, not seeing what's going on, that don't see the writing on the wall. If at this point you don't see the writing on the wall, God damn, you know what I'm saying?
God damn. Oh, we good. We good. We got our president. We got the old one out. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. It is literally like World War Three going on outside. What you mean? What you mean? Not just in this country. Globally. There are literally wars going on in every other country. Takeovers going on. Blackouts. Whole countries have been blacked out recently. Stuff is really getting serious. In China, there's insane lockdowns going on to try to battle COVID. In London, in a ton of European countries, insane lockdowns going on. In India, there are insane protests going on. People, about tens of millions, are protesting in the streets. People driving tractors through the towns. Farmers protesting for their rights to grow without having private sector corporate companies come in and be able to create uh, farming monopolies over there in India. Stuff is crazy. Like, stuff is absolutely crazy. There is definitely energy in the air across the whole world right now. And it's, you know, there's an uneasiness. There's an edginess in the air across the whole world right now for different reasons. But it's all frustration and anger and anxiety and tension building up and bubbling to the surface across the whole world and regardless of what the particular reasons are and every particular country city borough locality municipality town you know banlio barrio whatever in, in every district whatever the reasons are in every hood it's getting shaken and having it getting shaken to this much all across the world, that sends off a particular energy. That sends off a particular wave. That sends off a particular frequency. And if you don't see that coming, because we so caught up, especially here in America, in our own day-to-day problems, if we so caught up in our own day-to-day situations that we don't, by the time we look up, the whole world is on fire. And we ain't learned how to put a fire out. We ain't got a fire extinguisher because we so busy caught up in our own problems. That's bad business. That's playing in the field. That's not seeing the writing on the walls. That's not reading the tea leaves. That is, that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. That's very, 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 very dangerous. You understand? So I just say, you know, I just want to start off this show with saying, everybody, get ready. If you've been staying ready, I got some of the most well-prepared people in the world that listen to this show, that send me information, send me tips, email me things to hisghettopointofview at gmail.com. I got some of the dopest people in the world that send me all type of messages over at hisghettopointofview at gmail. Um, they hit up the HGPOV and the His Ghetto Point of view IG pages. You know, and they constantly sending me dope, dope information, and I'm so appreciative of that, and please continue to do so. And uh, those who haven't done so, I invite you to please, you know, feel free, man. This is a safe space. It's a good community. It's warm friendlies. You know, feel free to hit us up and, and, and get the conversation started. Uh, join the community. Join the family. Make sure to like and subscribe. Turn your notifications on so you're always aware of when the show is going and uh, when new new episodes are dropping on whatever platform you own. Um 
Yeah, get ready. Stay ready. If you've been getting ready, don't take your foot off the gas pedal. Uh, stay sharp. Stay vigilant. If you are just starting to get ready, like me, I'm a late bloomer to all this stuff myself, man. Um, but I, I see the writing on the wall. I see I see so much happening. Like I've, I've, I've talked a good game, you know, at times. And there have been times in my younger days when I, try, I would try to prepare and get ready. But so many things would, would get in the way. Um, <clears throat> as life can tend to do, but, uh, n- now I'm just really, I'm at a, I'm at a no frills, no playing games with a point of, yo, it's just about getting ready and being ready and staying ready because stuff is turning up and stuff is always turning up and life is always happening. But, um, it looks like, it looks like the plan of things is, is definitely gotten into a new phase of, uh, moving forward and, um, Whatever this grand global plan is, this 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 strategy is, you have words being thrown around like new world orders and 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 and, and new world resets and great resets and grand resets and and and, and re recalibrations and re-strategizing and, and we're going into a, a financial new world and a and a new workplace and a new marketplace and, and a global marketplace and a global world and you hear about global currencies and digital currencies and all this and that gotta be ready gotta stay ready gotta be willing to transition and move forward and and adapt with the time because that's when you really die man when when you're not willing and when you're not ready to evolve and change with the time that's when things get really bad for you that's when things can fall apart you know just, just a word to the wise and a tidbit of understanding from my perspective, from my ghetto point of view, from his ghetto point of view. Oh, 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 his ghetto point of view. Oh, 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 you know what I mean? Just, it's really just my perspective, man. Um, I'm going to take a break real fast. You guys are amazing and awesome. We're going to jump right back in in a few seconds. <laughs> yeah we back guys so in the news man a lot of crazy things going on a lot of crazy things going on a mother uh young 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 mother out here um uh, in new york city is uh suing the uh, mta after two-year-old toddler tragically passes away uh, lawsuit's been filed according to the Daily News. Um, mother's name is uh, Shayla Shoal uh, and uh, baby Shamari Anderson. Uh, mother of a two-year-old boy killed by a subway train is suing the MTA, alleging the agency has done little over the years to keep riders safe on platforms. Shamari Anderson broke free from his mother, Shayla Sowell, on the northbound number two line platform at Fulton Center in December of 2019, it was pinned between an incoming train and the platform edge. Medics rushed Shamari to a nearby ho- to nearby New York Presbyterian Lower Manhattan Hospital, but he could not be saved. Unfortunately, it's very tragic. <clears throat> a Manhattan Supreme Court lawsuit filed Tuesday by Shamari's mother, pointing fingers at the, the Metropolitan Transit Authority, also known as the MTA, which is uh, for those not in New York City or the you know the tri-state area, is uh, one of the biggest, if not the largest, uh, transit 
authority, transit system or a, a governing body of trains, buses, railways, um, the, you know, the New York City Transit, Metro North, uh, MTA, Long Island Railroad, uh, the, the buses, the trains in the cities of Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, Staten Island, uh, a ton of them are all controlled. The bridges, the railways, uh, all that stuff um, is monitored, controlled, maintained by one uh, grand governing body known as the Metropolitan Transit Authority or the MTA, uh, which is crazy because their reach, if you will, goes outside of the metropolis. But I guess it has to if they're going to connect people to it. Uh, but it's just very interesting. So, uh, yeah, the MTA, guys, um, this should never happen. This should never happen to anybody else. The one way the transit authority is aware they can stop these kinds of incidents is by installing platform edged doors, said Solo's attorney, Joseph Monaco. Uh, the transit authority is aware of this danger and has done nothing for the last 20 years except put up signs. MTA officials in 2018 plan to test out platform doors which only open when a train arrives and separate, separate riders from the tracks. At the 3rd Avenue station on the L-Line, officials backed away from the plan and instead diverted the $30 million earmark to the project to install more subway elevators. Damn. So they could have put these up and decided not to. And it only would have cost $30 million to try it at the L, oh, okay, to try it at one station. I'm sure it would cost billions to add that to every station, but, I mean, what's life worth? And, I mean, I'm sure this, the MTA has the money, whether they feel it's lucrative to do that or not at this time is a different conversation. The lawsuit also claims the motorman whose str train struck Anderson could have stopped in time to prevent the tragedy. The train operator had the opportunity with the use of reasonable care to slow or stop the train to warn Sowell or warn Sowell and her son, court papers said. It is not clear exactly how little Shamari became wedged between the train and the platform. Monaco said the MTA cannot provide video footage of his death. MTA spokesman Meredith Daniels de declined comment it said the agency does not comment on pending litigation Damn. this kid is a little little cute little kid too man very feel very sorry for it take a quick break we'll be right back he's got a point of view let's go <laughs> yeah, gang, so we back to it. We back to it. So in the case of uh, more amazing news during Black History Month, a Wisconsin teacher was put on suspension after asking what, you know, what is being characterized as extremely insensitive questions. Um, pretty much the long and short of it uh, was the teachers alleged to have been asking uh, their students, how would you punish slaves? <clears throat> can't make this shit up. Yeah, can't make this stuff up. So teachers at a Wisconsin middle school have been placed on administrative leave after an unapproved lesson about slavery upset families. 
Yeah, sure it was unapproved. Anyway, sixth graders at Patrick Marsh Middle School in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, received, received an assignment about ancient Mesopotamia that asked a question about how a slave should be treated. The school's principal sent in a letter to students on Monday. Ancient Mesopotamia, sure. A slave stands before you. This slave has disrespected his master by telling him, you are not my master. How will you punish this slave? The assignment read, according to a parent who shared a photo on her Facebook page. The punishment, according to Hammurabi's code, put to death the assignment read. The question was related to the code of Hammurabi, the code of law that set punishment and fines in, ancient, in the ancient region of Mesopotamia. Sun Prairie Area School District apologized in a letter sent to all families in the district on February 1st. The lesson about Mesopotamia upset parents with a racially insensitive question. What is a racially insensitive question? We are writing today to apologize for a grave error in judgment that occurred during sixth grade social studies instruction at Patrick Marsh Middle School. The district wrote in a letter, a small group of our teachers developed and used an activity that was neither racially conscious nor aligned with our district mission, values, <clears throat> vision, curriculum, or district equity statement. Listen, you know, I'm all for you know, holding people to the fire if they do something that's inappropriate or, you know, say something that's insensitive. But, I mean, if this is all that was said, I don't know that it was, but if that's, I think we might be dragging this one a little bit, y'all. I think this one may be being dragged a bit. What, I mean, what what is the big deal? What is the big deal? Do, you, do we just not want students to know that slavery occurred any longer? Do we just, I, I, I mean, it seems like there's now this big effort to sweep up history and act like things never occurred. And I don't think that is, is, is helpful either. You know what I mean? I don't think that's helpful either. I understand we don't want people to feel like, oh, All these bad things happen in life and, you know, woe is me and I can't get ahead because we feel like that may be causing a negative stigma to children and it may be putting them in a defeatist or a, a state of victim consciousness, you know, to the point where they feel like they can't move forward. So I get that, you know, I get that. I completely get that. But, you know, there are just certain historical accuracies to history. And if we just start acting like we can't teach any of these things that happen in history, then, you know, I'm a big believer if those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So, yes, there's some ways to be culturally sensitive and to be, you know, mindful of how you say things, but to not touch on them, not to talk about them, not to deal with them, not to broach them. That's that's not only going to set the children up for the possibility of repeating those things in the future, that's that's not helpful. It's counterproductive. It's, it's, a, it's a little ignorant to the history because those things happen in history for a reason. And we have to learn why things happen in history because if we could see the writing on the wall, if we could read the tea leaves, if we could see what's coming ahead of it, then we can be better prepared to deal with it. We can even maybe possibly avoid certain scenarios. You know, 
destinies are pre-written sometimes. That's a whole fact. But certain things you can see coming based on, you know, the you could feel it in the air, as Beanie Siegel would say. You know what I mean? You could you could feel a grim reaper floating foul, preacher quoting scriptures from Revelation. Talk about you got the devil with you. I mean, you could you could feel something in the air. You know what I mean? Sometimes things is good in the air. Sometimes things is bad in the air. It's tension. It's anxiety. It's hostility. It's frustrations. It's it's, it's things in the news. I mean, you could, you can see that. And if you can get ahead of those things, you are quite often better for it if you can put it into historical context and say, hey, we repeating something that happened 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and 200 years ago when this happened, this is how it ended. And if we are not careful, we can repeat something that happened 200 years ago, 50 years ago, even just 10 years ago. We have to be students of history, at least to some degree. We have to pay attention to things. We have to learn about things. We have to pass our history on to the future generations, and we have to make them Understand that it's important to keep those stories going and always to have a few griots in every generation that could keep the story moving forward. Because without that, what do we have? What do we have at all? So uh, the article continues. The district stopped instruction of the lesson and is investigating the incident. It said in the letter, what incident? Y'all being, y'all being alone. Y'all, man, y'all getting it. This is this is what happens when men start start going to steam rooms and getting they dussy steamed. I'm I'm sorry, man. This is crazy. They bussies. This is this is bussy steaming. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the teachers involved with the lesson have been placed on administrative leave. The district wrote, and our preliminary findings we have determined the lesson was not part of our district curriculum, and therefore no student should participate in or complete the lesson. The lesson. The letter read, the staff issued a direct apology to the students and the class and their families. The timing of the assignment rubbed salt in the collective wound of African-American families in the district. It was sent to the students on the first day of Black History Month. Oh, here we go. Dazaria Irvins posted a... <laughs> Dazaria Irvins posted a screen grab of the assignment on her Facebook page after her son saw the insulting question. I was just taken aback, Irvin told CNN. I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Her son, sixth grader, Xavion Hopkins, showed her the question not knowing what to do. I showed it to my mom and said, I don't know how to answer this. He told WKOW, my mind was blown. I just stared at it for a second. The framing of the lesson could have been done differently. This is just crazy. I think we're doing too much with this, and I think they need to let this go. We're going to take a quick break, guys. We'll be right back. Yeah, guys, so just to piggyback off what we were previously talking about, uh, these situation uh, with the Mesopotamia, slavery with the slaves article. Um, uh, the article continues, the framing of the lesson could have been done differently, Irvin said. The question could have been posed in a way to make the students consider the time in history when it took place. 
she said. But isn't that exactly what it did if it said if it's in Mesopotamia? How does this make you feel? Is this right or wrong? She told WKOW. But to pose a question as how would you punish the slave? I mean, come on. Well, they, they did say it was in Mesopotamia. CNN reached out to Desiree Urbans, but has not heard back. Patrick Marsh Middle School also apologized for the insensitive lesson. We regret that this assignment was not racially conscious and did not align with our school district mission and vision of equity. The school explained that the intent of the lesson and the context in which it was meant. The purpose of this activity was to help students understand how order was kept in early civilization. So it is framing it in the context, how the laws that were developed and how unjust they were. Were, were the laws unjust? We don't, we're, we're using our lens and our scope of 2021 to look back on something from back in the day and judge it. And I don't know if that's the best thing because people from those times could look at things we do now and judge it as well. I mean, right now, in these days, we have people poor, people in famine, people hungry, bombs being dropped. You know what I mean? Cities on fire, lasers being shot, protests going on. So, I mean, you know, it's real easy to to point the finger at that culture and say what they were doing is inaccurate without actually living in that culture, growing up in that culture and trying to understand it from a different perspective. So to say that they were unjust is, is very is very interesting um, for, for educators, for people that are supposed to be, you know, just unbiased examiners of history just supposed to be unbiased examiners of events in time and educating people on them you know it seems like there's definitely an agenda and a position and a perspective that is being shared um, one of the scenarios posed was directly related to the treatment of slaves in mesopotamia right it literally says on the paper mesopotamia is she trying to say that she is she has ancestry in Mesopotamia. This was upsetting to students and parents. Above all, this assignment hurt our African American. Why would that okay, that why would saying Mesopotamia? Alright, for those that don't know, we gon' we gonna do this live. We gonna do this live, y'all. So for those that are unaware of Mesopotamia. Those that are unaware, Mesopotamia is located where? Because I'm I'm a little I'm a little frustrated. Forgive me, y'all. My internet is moving slow. Like I want to give y'all. I know it is in Africa, but what part of Africa specifically Mesopotamia is in? We're going to pinpoint because for those that are unaware, first of all, first of all, we going we need to stop. Let's really have a serious conversation, gang. Let's let's be educated. We have to stop. We have to stop this conversation about black people, African Americans. We we're, we're insulted every time something is said about the historical context of this or that. Because is Mesopotamia even a part of the region that African-Americans are alleged to have come from? What do you mean? Didn't we, we did not come from all over the continent, those who actually came here in slave ships from 
like so Mesopotamia right let's let's check this out gang I appreciate y'all Mesopotamia is a historical region of Western Asia. Situated within the Tigris and Euphrates River system in the northern part of the Fertile Crescent. And this is Wikipedia I'm reading off, gang. In terms in the northern part of the in terms of the nation state, it is responds it corresponds to much of Iraq. Kuwait and eastern parts of Syria, southeastern Turkey, and regions along the Turkish, Syrian, and Iran Iraq borders. Now, I am not, now I understand the Sumerians and Akkadians dominated Mesopotamia from the beginning of written history to the fall of Babylon in 539 BC. Okay, so I understand that this is, you know, just. Geographically, this is just a part of Northern Africa. I get all of that. The question is, though, did any of the people from that are on. So Mesopotamia would sit between roughly between its Northern Africa. It's, you know, uh. You have Egypt, you then you're going into the Mesopotamia region before you start to walk into the, you know, uh lower, you know, uh Asia, Euro Euro Asia areas, right? So how how does that fit into context? How does that all fit into context, right? How how does that make sense? So you've got Mesopotamia, you got Turkey, Russia, Asia, Saudi Arabia, and all these areas in conjunction. Is she trying to say that she would have been from these areas? Like... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really, what places in Africa were slaves captured during transatlantic slave trade, right? Because that's what Buddhists would call, right? The transatlantic or the triangle trade, whatever piece of BS history they try to feed us, right? BS history. Whoa, Phantom, you sound crazy. Nah, I'm just, I'm sounding tired and agitated with, with the lies and the games. And I will no longer participate in the lies or the games. I will no longer participate. So, let's look at, okay, according to discover.com. According to discover.com, we'll use discover. 
It's moving hella slow. Forgive me, gang. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, gang. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, gang. Uh, and this is article from November of 2015. How African slaves were chained during the transatlantic slave trade. So the term transatlantic means across the trans the Atlantic Ocean. So from Europe to West Africa, from West Africa to America, and from America to Europe, that article goes on to say, and when the slaves from West Africa arrived in America, they mainly worked in coffee, tobacco, cotton, sugar, and sugar plantations. The women slaves mainly worked as domestic workers, which is completely not true. The women was in the fields just as much. There were some women that were allowed to be uh, in the houses, but I would say it was about 70, 30, 70% in the field, 30% in the house, and it might have been closer to 85, 15, but I'll leave that alone. So nowhere Western Africa, West Africa, West, West, West Africa, West Africa, right? West Africa. So let's West Africa. We're going to get real simple with this gang and we just going to Google this shit live because I'm I'm very tired and I'm going to really just use Wikipedia. West Africa or Western Africa is the westernmost region of Africa. The United Nations defines Western Africa as 16 regions, 16 countries, including Benin, Burkina Faso, Cape Verde, the Gambia, Ghana, Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, Ivory Coast, Liberia, Mali, Mauritania, Niger or Niger, depending on who you ask, Nigeria or Nigeria, depending on who you ask, Senegal, Sierra Leone, aka Salon and Togo, as well as the United Kingdom Overseas Territory of St. Helena. Of course, of course, Ascension and Tristan da Cunha. The population of West Africa is estimated to be about 381 million as of 2018 and at 381,981,000 as of 2017, of which 189,672,000 are female and 192,000,000 about are male. Largest cities, Lagos, Nigeria, Abidjan, Ivory Coast, Accra, Ghana, Onitsha, Nigeria, Abuja, Nigeria, Kano, Nigeria, Abidan, Nigeria, Kumasi, Ghana, and Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Nigeria, of course, is huge. Hundreds of millions of people live in Nigeria. It's probably one of the most populated, most well-known, um, most commerce-full places, whether that commerce is always in from quote-unquote positive or negative pla- you know, places. You could argue that from everywhere in the world. But not... You see what... What's crazy to me is I don't see Mesopotamia anywhere on this list. 
I don't see Mesopotamia anywhere on that list. Mesopotamia looked like it's on the east side of Africa. Now, I know you say, oh, but what about the Arab slave trade? First of all, first of all, don't even get me started because most people don't even know that such a thing even existed. And a bunch of those slaves are also taken from West Africa in addition to East Africa. So let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. Okay? Let's not go there. This is just people, to me, looking like they just wanted attention. Uh, the article continues, in our preliminary findings, we have determined that the lesson was not part of our district curriculum and therefore no student should participate in or complete the assignment. The letter read, the staff continued, issued a direct apology to the students in the class and their families. So they just going to let the teachers fall on the sword for this and act like they ain't have nothing to do with it. So that they can't get sued. Of course, the timing of the assignment rubbed the salt in the collective wound of the African-American communities. And it, why? According to the history books that they give us, the African-American community would have came from 98% of them, 99% of them would have came from Western Africa, Nigeria, Mauritania, Ghana, Guinea-Bissau, guinea like those places, what would that have to do with Mesopotamia? Oh, it's in Africa is, is, is your answer? That, that sounds stupid as shit. There are 54 different countries in Africa. Yes, you can say, well, all of those people in Africa are family. It's in some measure of degree. Sure, we can play that world brother, world sister game. Why not? But people in Africa don't look at themselves as African. They don't all look at themselves as one large tribe. They look at themselves as a part of the tribes which they are associated with. And everyone else can get it if it got to be getting. So why? Would people from West Africa give a damn about how people from East Africa feel? That is like people in Germany giving a damn how people in France feel about something. They, it does not matter. They don't go, they may not necessarily go around starting static with the people in France, but they don't give a damn how the people in France are doing what people in France eat. Don't make Germany shit and vice versa, except when they doing trade and on that type of global level, but on an interpersonal, on a personal level, on a just a empire level, just a country level, just a nation level, that shit does not matter. Why are you so upset, Trap? Because then they going, then they got the nerve to use black history Muff as an excuse to what? To show people how ignorant we are. To show people how dumb we are, to show people we don't even know our own history. Like, stuff like this is disgusting, man. We got to do better. We got to do better. We got to do better, man. We, we, we show how dumb we are. We show how little we know our own history. The article goes on to say the school district said it will have a social studies curriculum review committee examine uh, 
Trudno. Examine their art their curriculum and report their findings back. I just think this makes no sense, guys. I think this is just really silly. And I think A, we gotta know our history better tonight. Because Mesopotamia is on the east and African Americans came from the West. So how would oh well you don't know where people came from because there was a lot of migrations going on through wars and this and that. Very good point. Well taken. Well said. So we supposed to account for all of that. You don't know where people's from. You right. You don't know where people are from. This young lady who swears she's an African American could just be American. What? What are you saying? She could be Canadian. She could be Caribbean. She could be South American. She could be so many things that have nothing to do with Africa. Oh, you sound silly. No, I sound educated. She sounds uneducated. Why would the people, why if, even if you were from West Africa, let's put all of that and just deal with that. Even if you were from West Africa, why would that matter to you? You think the South African, what happens in West Africa matters to South Africans? If they just based on their tribe and their empires, you, they may have treaties of peace. And they may do exchange of goods. They may have beautiful grand feasts and festivals together, but make no mistake about it. They about their tribe. This is craziness. This is craziness. But uh, on a lighter note, gang, uh, Up Rocks, Ports, Foxy, and Kim, about to get to it. On a versus, that should be dope. That should be pretty dope. We definitely would like to see that. Foxy Brown and Little Kim were reportedly first up face off an upcoming versus battle. I got Little Kim. I love Foxy, Il Nana, Foxy Mama, you know what I mean? Dope, dope lyricist. But we talking about somebody who, who got those songs, and I was just having this conversation. To me, who got those songs, I think it's, it's Foxy. I don't even think it's a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Money, power, respect, what you need in life. Money, power, respect, help you see the light. Money, power, respect, money, power, respect. She's, she's been on too many big records. She's been on too many big hooks. Gitchi, gitchi, ya, ya, da, da. Real lady, mama, lad. I know you see me in the videos. True. Know you heard me on radio. True. But you still won't pay me no attention. Listening to what your girlfriend's mention. He's a slut. He's a goat. He's a freak. Got a different girl every day of the week. It's cool, not trying to put a rush on you. Gotta let you know that I had a crush on you. Why are you trying to pack CDs? I'm in your... <laughs> nah, I'm just saying, man. She got too many big, big records, bro. It's it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. But uh, the article goes on to continue on Up Rocks. Uh, during quarantine, the popular versus battle created by Swiss Beats and Timbaland have created a source of entertainment and relief from the exhausting and depressive news cycle. With the most recent face-off between Gucci Man and, Jay and Jeezy, ending with an apparent reconciliation between the two and early bouts between stars like Snoop Dogg and DMX, appreciation is only growing for the format. Fans have already been daydreaming 
the battles they'd like to see happen in the new format. And with Ashanti and Keisha Cole confirmed for the next one, which just recently happened, and a lot of people say Ashanti smashed Cole, uh, which I have to, uh, and some people say Keisha Cole took Ashanti and just walked her through the park. Um, it was a toss-up for me. I think they both have a ton of amazing records. So, you know, shout out to both of them. Even fellow stars like Cardi B are getting pumped. Uh, but even before news of Ashanti and Keisha Cole's impending fight, there might be another female face-off already on its way. Reporter Cerise Johnson was in a room at, on Clubhouse, a new social media app based on audio conversations. And while hanging out in the Jay-Z appreciation room, to be exact, Johnson was among many others who heard Foxy Brown's brother, Gavin Marshand, confirm that the paperwork for a battle between his sister and Lil' Kim have recently been completed. Of course, this will be the battle of a lifetime, and the internet is already reaching shrieking levels of excitement over the news. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. And the internet went crazy. Internet went literally nuts. So hopefully that happens. Hopefully that happens because it didn't happen before the Ashanti and the Ashanti one and Keisha Cole. Um, so hopefully this will happen. It'll be big. That everybody will love it. Everybody will go crazy. Everybody will go crazy. Um, in other news, Lou Dobbs. Uh, uh, was immediately canceled suddenly, uh, according to CNN.com. Uh, Lou Dobbs tonight, for those that aren't aware, is like one of the biggest, if not the biggest ranked television shows on cable networks and was Fox News' biggest, biggest, biggest show, especially uh, from their Fox business sector. Um, according to CNN Business, Lou Fox Business suddenly cancels Lou Dobbs tonight. It's highest rated show. Uh, Lou Dobbs tonight, the longtime host of a signature, Lou Dobbs, the longtime host of a signature right, right wing talk show on the Fox Business Network was canned by the network on Friday night. Lou Dobbs tonight is off the air, effective immediately a Fox spokesperson confirmed an interim show will take Lou Dobbs place at 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern starting Monday. Uh Oh, the plot thickens. It was a head scratching change by Fox Business since Dobbs was its highest rated host albeit on a relatively low-rated network. He often doubled his lead, his lead-ins ratings, which is a rare feat in television. Dobbs, a veteran financial news anchor, became known at Fox Business for his psych- psychophantic pro-Trump programs. He was one of the former president's biggest boosters on TV, and Trump regularly thanked him in return. See, well, there you go. <laughs> That's why they got him up out of it. <clears throat> Trump issues over. The era of that is dead. In one of Trump's first statements since leaving the White House, he effusively praised his friend, saying Dobbs is and was great. Nobody loves America more than Lou. He had a large and loyal following that will be watching closely for his next move. And that following includes me. Wow. Shouldn't have said that. The pro-Trump propaganda bent juice <laughs> Dobbs ratings. 
but his far-right programming choices repeatedly caused consternation within the community, a source close to the matter said, and his program was a loss leader for Fox because many advertisers didn't want to be associated with his content. Of course, come on. Most recently, Dobbs was named in a $2.7 billion lawsuit filed by a voting technology company, Smartmatic, on Thursday. Whew. The lawsuit asserts that Dobbs and other Fox hosts defamed Smartmatic while perpetuating President Trump's lies about election fraud. A source close to Dobbs confirmed that he had been benched by the network. Dobbs declined to comment. Los Angeles Times, which broke the news, said Dobbs remains under contract at Fox, but he will in all likelihood not appear on the company networks again. So he pretty much is going to get paid to just not do anything. This is something known in the TV business as pay, pay or play. A network can opt to keep paying a host, but not put them on TV, keeping them out of the hands of viral outlets. So pretty, yeah, pretty much, yeah, I'm going to sit you, pay you to just sit, sit down and do nothing right now. Sources at Fox indicated that the Smartmatic lawsuit was just one factor in the decision to cancel Dobbs. His weak performance with advertisers was also a significant factor, one of the sources said. But if he's the highest, man, they could have figured a way around it if they really wanted to. They could have found advertisers more akin to that audience which is an easy thing they do in marketing all the time. Find brands and advertisers that want the audience that he can find them. So, but Fox is clearly under enormous legal pressure from Smartmatic and other voting, voter system firms. Dominion, which has threatened to sue the network, but has not done so to date. Smartmatic sued against Fox named Dobbs and two other Fox hosts, Janine Pirro and Maria Bartiromo, as defendants. Legal experts have said the case against the conservative cable channel The Strong, CNN legal analyst Ellie Honig described it as a legitimate threat to Fox and added, there is real teeth to this. Definitely a dope read, guys. Definitely check that out when you get a sec. Mm-mm-mm. Very... Interesting things going on. Uh, and other news, guys, all of New Orleans will be closed for Mardi Gras. What in the name? And this is from NOLA.com. New Orleans is official, uh, you know, uh, government business site, if you will. Um, hmm. Very unfortunate. NOLA.com slash news. All New Orleans bars closed for Mardi Gras. Access to restricted major streets under new rules. Uh, bars will be closed. People will be will have to pass through checkpoints to get to major carnival gatherings, spots like Bourbon and Frenchman Streets. And there will be a heavy police presence patrolling the city as part of a sweeping plan unveiled Friday for the days leading up to Mardi Gras. Like that just ain't that ain't Mardi Gras. You know, <laughs> like, like, how can, how can it be girls going wild with, with, with face masks? So you can, you take your shirt off, but you got to leave your face mask on and, you know what I mean? How they going to earn beads like this? This is crazy. Six feet. You got to zoom in <laughs> to see if I earned my beads or not. This is crazy. There'll be a heavy police presence patrolling the city. 
part of a sweeping plan unveiled Friday with city officials focused on preventing another surge in coronavirus cases. Some of the most quintessential elements of Mardi Gras and the city itself will be off limits. Go cups are banned as is massively massive revelry in the French Quarter. The North Claiborne Avenue median under Interstate 10 will be fenced into in to prevent crowds and street parties as well. The restrictions announced by Mayor Latoya Cantrell mark a dramatic turn for an administration that has largely used scolding and appeals to prevent violations of coronavirus rules. Carnival parades and balls were canceled in December. Jesus. Since then, requests that residents and tourists use their best judgment to stay safe have generally prevailed. But in recent weeks, amid growing outrage over large and largely maskless crowds, the tone from public officials began to shift. The strict new rules were met with a mix of resignation and anger by bar and restaurant staff who said they felt that the, the rug was been pulled from under them less than two weeks before Fat Tuesday. And those that don't know, Fat Tuesday, start of Mardi Gras season is like, you know, that's big for businesses down there. A lot of mom and pop bars, a lot of, a lot of shops that have been in business 10, 20, 30 years, which may do well financially in one aspect, but let them have a few dry months, let them have a dry six months period, you know, especially when they may only get their big paydays in these certain seasons, you know, it's really rough. Most of the rest of the year, they may just be, you know, treading water or just, just making it. So, you know, these times of the year where usually where they get their big windfalls, you know, they need that and they won't get it. It's kind of like a Toys R Us or a KB toy store or something like that, that really need, or even a GameStop that, you know, really relied on the holiday seasons to get these huge windfalls, stores like Best Buy and stuff. You know, we see how like places like Circuit City, Sears and all that are going out of business, you know, more and more uh, because of the lack of people having, you know, these huge Black Friday uh, mobs into the stores. So... Stuff is getting crazy. So just to add all of that, not having the normal tourism going on because of COVID to also canceling huge, massive cultural events, which your business relied upon. It's crazy. It's crazy. But reflecting back on last year's Mardi Gras, a super spreader event that contributed to the virus's heavy toll in New Orleans, Cantrell said she'd rather be accused of doing too much than doing too little. I think we, are, we were all hopeful that we could strike the necessary balance of having safe Mardi Gras and a fun Mardi Gras as well. But given these new variants, recent large crowds in the quarter and the potential for even larger crowds this weekend and the weekend and the weekend as we move into Mardi Gras, it has been become very apparent that it is hard to do. The city's plan will begin with stepped-up enforcement of its existing rules, which place limits on occupancy and prohibit bars from serving patrons indoors. The added restrictions will kick in on Friday, February 12th, and run through Fat Tuesday, February 16th. They require all of the city's bars, including those with a conditional restaurant permit, to shut down completely. What? Retail, liquor sales in the French Quarter will be banned 
and restaurants will be prohibited from serving. Yo, this is crazy. It's like the whole country is being asked to shut down except big corporate chains. <sighs> Pedestrians will be prohibited from hanging out on Bourbon, Frenchman, Decatur, and North Claiborne. Are they also going to stop the Walmarts and the Walgreens and the CVSs from selling, from selling liquor? Are they going to stop the, the Rite Aids from selling liquor? Or is this only to attack particular companies? Are they going to stop like the Fridays and the, the TGI Fridays, is, is there even TGI Fridays out there? Or like, what's 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 the big chains out there? I mean, this is crazy. Oh, man. The article goes on to continue to say, your selfishness continues to threaten our delicate ecosystem that is our, that is our hospitality industry. You are directly responsible for the deaths of New Orleans, Bowen said, what? The last minute nature of these new rules caused problems for some businesses. Bo Church, director of Cafe Latte, Lafitte in exile, good friends, Rawhide and Clover Grill said food and drink supplies had already been purchased for his establishments. Yeah, I mean, what is people supposed to do? You know, food can rot if you, you can't hold, especially food items, you can't hold them for so long. You know, if you have drinks with like uh if you have like purees and stuff fruit purees and stuff you can't hold it before so long before it can start to mold and get bad or you know not be as fresh as it should be for your clients and your customers you know you can't guarantee them the quality taste that they've come to expect from your business you know you could just start taking losses and taking l's on Friday, the business replaced the Pride, Mardi Gras, and American flags hanging from their balconies with white flags, indicating they surrendered to the mayor, he said. Wow. Local 718, a restaurant and bar that opened on Bourbon Street late last year, plans to open but was ratcheting down expectations on Friday, General Manager Melissa Harrigan said. The mayor even said, hey, come to New Orleans, Harrigan said. How can you say that and then say stay in your hotel room? Not all were opposed. However, I'm glad that we are not going to be putting beads over bodies, said Mark Shetler, general manager of Bar Tonic on North Rompart Street. We are talking about five days of closure to prevent 14 to 28 days of closure if there was another spike. Neither option is great, but we are in a global pandemic. I mean, that's just interesting for a general manager of a bar to say, at his most, you know, prime season, I would say that's a bar that's probably a been in the community a long time, or b, you know, is financially solvent enough to take some time off. The restrictions amount to a never-before attempted shutdown of carnival-related revelry. Parades have not been canceled in years past, notably during the 1979 police strike and during major wars. But celebrations through the French Quarter and its city's watering holes could still continue. Carnival historian Arthur Hardy said. There is no model for this and enforcement is going to be a challenge, Hardy said. We're asking for restraint in, in a celebration that's built on excess. It definitely is. That's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. This article... Very dope read, man. Check it out. NOLA.com backslash news. 
Uh, and those people that, you know, were heading to New Orleans or are from New Orleans and you really rely on the tourism business to keep your business afloat. I know uh, my professor, his mom's has a truck business out there. And I, I would only imagine that not having people come through as they sh normally would for, you know, celebrations like Mardi Gras would definitely hurt her business. And I mean, she's dope. She's been on Ellen and all that with her food truck that's out there in New Orleans, uh, shout to Mama Beasley, uh, that's crazy, man, uh, I, you know, I wish her well, I wish everybody who runs a business out there well, everybody who just lives out there well, you know, because these lockdowns are definitely gonna hurt the, the cultural celebrations, you know, how you always have the New Orleans Indians come out and do their beautiful, colorful thing, and, you know, celebrate their carnival traditions out there, you know, it's very sad. It's going to be very unfortunate to see. And yes, there is a thing called New Orleans Indians and they come out dressed festival. Anybody who, you know, knows about the Labor Day parades or, you know, the, the carnival festivals that they have down in the Caribbean islands or in the Virgin Islands, the British Virgin Islands or, you know, the other Virgin, the other islands. I'm not, you know, the Virgin Islands or the British Virgin Islands, I should say, uh, any of the Caribbean islands, any any of the festivals they have in Canada to celebrate carnivals or, you know, Caribbean traditions they also have a similar festival in new orleans and they're called the new orleans indians and i call the caribbeans or the west indians they call the nola indians and they come out but the same color same fanfare and everything so you know it should let us know how much more interconnected we actually are but that's a different conversation altogether because when you got people talking about how we should be upset that they talked about this, how to punish a slave in Mesopotamia. When you got African-Americans, quote unquote, talking about we should be upset about what happened in East Africa because of the transatlantic slave trade, which was in West Africa, thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away and probably hundreds of years different timeline. It just shows the lack of understanding and the lack of really caring about knowing about your history and that's crazy but then to fix your lips and scream to the top oh they they being insensitive during black history miss do you even know any history oh that's messed up phantom why would you say that why would she say that when you when you open your mouth to line up to say these type of things and then you getting your you putting your kid out there to look just as foolish as you Come on, man. We need to learn more history so we can teach our children more history. So when they do run into situations in school, they're not just walking around like not to not to be offensive, but kind of butthurt. Over emotional, ready to react to absolutely anything. If you can't handle somebody asking you a question about Mesopotamia and how they treated slaves in Mesopotamia. They won't let the people out of jail for COVID right now. Y'all remember when I read the articles? You could Google it right now. There's judges in Chicago. Supreme Court judges would not let people out of jail for COVID. Supreme Court judges all over this country are keeping people locked in for COVID. And COVID is running rampant through the jails. So if that that's not an issue, right? But they're saying that COVID is this big thing that's making people die and people, prominent people, can't go to jail. You know, people like Jillian Maxwell can't go in, couldn't go in because of COVID. Uh, big movie producers was able to stay out because of COVID for a while. 
So all of that, all of that is perfectly fine. But you got people that can't really, won't be relieved from the jails, according to the Supreme Court judges in Chicago. And that happened a bunch of places across this country. You got people in Milwaukee dying in the jails at rapid rates. Political, eight, a political article was talking about that. An Apple News article talked about that. This is crazy. We got people living in third world conditions right here in America right now. We got people without homes right here in America right now in L.A., in New Orleans. People still dealing with flood conditions right here, right now. People in New Jersey and New York still dealing with Hurricane Katrina. I mean, not Hurricane Sandy conditions right here, right now. People in Flint, Michigan, water bad right here, right now. What? How can we have time to be so so hurt over what happened in Mesopotamia we're allowing craziness right here right now just something to think about gang take a break we'll be right back it's your boy Phantom Fuego shit let's go <laughs> yo so please continue to like and subscribe like share subscribe to the show gang tell a friend to tell a friend Wednesdays and Sundays we get to it like it's nothing to it just want to thank everybody so much for all the dope donations. Please continue to send donations. PayPal.me forward slash Phantom Fuego, P-H-A-N-T-M. Sorry about that, gang. P-H-U-E-G-O. That is P-H-A-N-T-M, P-H-U-E-G-O. That's PayPal.me forward slash Phantom Fuego. Also Venmo at Phantom-Fuego-42-P-H-A-N-T-M-P-H-U-E-G-O, the number four, the number two, dashes in between Phantom and Fuego. I'm sorry, Phantom, Fuego, there's a Phantom-Fuego-Four-Two. Love, gang, love, gang, thank you so much. Y'all could have been anywhere else in the world, but y'all here with me. I super, super appreciate it. Please continue to share the show. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Set your notifications bell. Favorite the show. Hit your reminders so you can know when we post new episodes. Share them out with the community, man. If you get something from this show and you know other people would too, we ask that you please kindly tell a friend to tell a friend. We try to be informative, funny, edgy, creative, and comedic, you know, ingenious. Give you a little levity, give you a little education, put you up to on some things. But y'all put me up on way more things than I could ever put y'all up on. And I'm so appreciative of this great community I have here. This family that we growing here is so dope. And as we continue to grow, it's only going to get better, brighter, more astounding, more amazing. The future's bright, man. We wear shades. Take it easy. Enjoy the week. See you Wednesday. It's your boy Phantom Fuego. Peace. <laughs>